0: Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Empowered Connection podcast. This is your host, Damodar Cordua, relationship coach, empowerment coach, yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. This is the podcast that helps you connect more deeply to yourself, connect more deeply to others, and connect more deeply to something greater, greater within your own potential, greater within this world, greater within this universe. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for spending some of your time listening to the podcast. Before we dive in, I have a couple announcements. And the first announcement is, I think I'm just going to stick with this one announcement. And that's really just the difficulty during this time that I'm having, And I feel like I need to uh, just share it. Being on this podcast, being the host and having the opportunity to share some of my thoughts, some of my uh, frameworks for living life, some of my ideas and tools around relationship. Also, I think begs of me to be vulnerable at times and share aspects of my own journey which I have throughout the podcast. But today my vulnerability lies within something more general that is also affecting me quite intensely personally. And that is the difficulty in the Middle East. It is just really weighing heavy on my heart. And so many of us out there, no matter where we're from or who we are, we're feeling that. And there's this from my point of view, this this very thin line. It's it's a it's a very thin line. Um, and a razor's edge between becoming so intensely overwhelmed or obsessed with the news and the travesty, and um, numbing ourselves from it, or not paying attention to it, or getting preoccupied with our own stuff. And I think I've always reckoned with that. I think all of us reckon with that. Sometimes world events can be so intense that they can overwhelm our lives. And sometimes we'd rather just stay in our own little bubble. So right now I'm, I'm actually using this time. I'm employing this time to take my life and my work more seriously and say, okay, if, if I'm blessed right now to not be in such intense, intense suffering and survival, what can I do through my grief and my uh, depth of feeling of sadness around what's happening? What can I do with the freedom that I've been given and the opportunities that I've been given to help out the world? Now, that might sound grandiose, but really just to help out the world in whatever unique way I can and to not take for granted my ability to do so and to not take for granted the fact that there is so much suffering in this world, to not forget that, to not become myopic or have blinders on to that very human fact. And so, that's what I'm reflecting on. So that's my invitation to you before we dive in. I'm sorry if this is a lot to to reckon with or you're, you're self-overwhelmed and you're looking to listen to this podcast to kind of get out of your overwhelm in terms of what's happening in world events. But I think it's just so important to spend even a sacred moment to reflect. And so that's what I'm doing today. How can I see my position as a way to to give back, to help others who are in more dire circumstances than I am. That does not mean not taking care of myself. That does not mean demonizing my own freedoms and my own ability and joys in life. It doesn't mean making them wrong. And it does mean not taking them for granted, finding gratitude and really seeing how my position and those joys and securities and safeties can holds me responsible to, to be of service and again, that does not mean that I'm going to solve some world's issues because that I am not qualified for that. But it does mean that I can take more seriously my purpose and my ability to help others. So I invite you to do as much as well. And let's also take just a, a little pause here as you're listening, just a few moments of silence to honor everybody who's suffering in this world of ours, especially those who are in dire situations throughout the world and in the Middle East in Russia and Ukraine. Just take a moment of silence to bring our energy and our love and our support out into this world to others. All right. You know, even that gesture might seem trite or woo woo, but it's, It's powerful if we can take a moment throughout the course of our day and consciously send our love and support to others. I think I mentioned this on the podcast previously, but my uncle, such a a beautiful man, very simple man, he has a tradition of before he goes to sleep every night, he thinks of everyone in his life and sends them love. (laughs) It just makes me want to cry. Just thinking about it, I'm usually, you know, obsessed over my own crap, <laughs> my own stuff, my own, all the important things that I need to do, but to humble myself and to think of others um, as a practice every day, right? Well, without further ado, let's dive in today's podcast episode. And and of course, if you're looking to take some of the lessons of the episode, if you're looking to figure out what your purpose could be or how you can develop more ability in relationship to others to promote more love in this world, to promote the ability to be authentically ourself and different than others and find connection. And when I say that, I think those tools are directly connected to some of these world events that are all revolving around conflict over difference. I think the tools of relationship that are real, that are scientific, that are out there, that can change you and your friend, you and your partner, you and your family can also change the world. They ripple out And so by you learning more about your own relational blueprints and learning about how to do relationship better, to be more compassionate, to work through conflict, right? The micro reflects the macro, like the conflict in the world at large can be so transformational. You know, that's a call to action, maybe for you to reach out for a coaching call to connect to me for your own individual journey or your journey in relationship. And it's a call to all of us to learn more about how can we be with others? be authentically ourselves, and remain connected without conflict that drives us apart, that leads to violence, if it's emotional violence or, and or physical violence. So important. And, and if we look at suffering over time, and we look at the ACEs score, which is the Adverse Childhood Experiences score, it shows that early conflict in relationship as a child with the, our family of origin, emotional abuse, physical abuse, it leads... To more patterns of that moving forward. I mean, you all know that. It's not rocket science, as someone might say. It's common knowledge. And that's why it's so important to learn the tools that we can use to improve our relationships right now and our children's relationships, our other loved ones' relationships, all the people that we come in contact with, and our relationship to ourself. Because again, that micro reflects the macro. If we don't have better connection to ourself, how can we really connect to others? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to spend some time. I think this was a podcast uh, theme I planned prior, uh, but I think it's also going to be really wonderful right now during this time to give ourselves the sacred space to build some intimacy with our own self so that we can better, more fully hold the experience of others and maybe hold the experience of this world that can be super challenging and, and shattering and rife with struggle and tra- tragedy. I mean, it's, it's a truth of being in a human body. So let's build some intimacy with ourselves today. So I'm going to list a few ways that you can create a little bit more space to be with who you are, what's coming up with you right now, to process some feelings, maybe some grief, some difficulty, some loss. And to use these tools as a resource to show up better and bigger in the world, to help others, to be of service to others. One thing that I think is really important here is, and I guess this could be number one of building some intimacy with our own selves, is to take the time to do absolutely nothing which is something I struggle with, I am a, if you've listened to me over the years, you've heard me admit, I am a doer, a go, go, go person, a workaholic. And I know always doing has led to a few things. It's led to some physical uh, ailments in my body. And it's also led to me not really being able to, to bear witness to myself fully. And in fact, it can be a crutch to not even look into my own self or be with my own self or be present with myself and then other loved ones. So for you to just be right here, sit on a couch, go for a walk without any other reason, not even to quote unquote, do a meditation, do some breath work, get somewhere if you're walking, just to be, just to be. I remember as a child, I loved just looking at my grandmother's wallpaper, which was super crazy and weird, like from the 60s or something. And I just let my mind explore in my imagination. And I've been starting to do that in the morning. I usually in the morning wake up quickly and I want to go, go, go. But instead I'm waking up slowly and just allowing my mind to drift and wander and be expansive without reason, without some task, without something to get done. Okay, number two of how to build intimacy with your own self, explore the various parts of who you are. So if you're familiar, if you've heard of what's called internal family systems or parts work, this is the idea that within us, there is the the capital S self, there is like the soul, there is the, the witness, there is the essence of who we are. And then our ego takes on different roles, different parts. And some of those parts are at the forefront. And some of those parts of who we are, are pushed down. They are... Exiled. They are, um, we don't want to look at them. Or, like I just said before, with me working too much, as an example, I'm so busy, I can't even be with them. Okay. So, maybe you can use the first step to transition to exploring these aspects, these parts of you. Some of those parts might be even younger parts, right? They might be parts from an earlier time in your life that are still alive, driving you without you being consciously aware. So those are our aspects or parts of us that we might judge, we might hide from, some we might desperately cling to, right? ones that we don't exile, but they're so at the forefront that we it's all we see in ourself, which could be self-limiting, right? Because we're just focusing on one part of who we are and just those that might be more in the light and those that might be more in the shadow, right? From there, we'll go to number three and you can bridge that exercise to the next. So these are actually working out very sequential and not that you have to do them. This way, but would be to journal. Okay. So after you explore these parts of who you are, journal about your relationship to those parts right? the part of you that is overly sensitive, the part of you that's joyful and playful and that you have not experienced in a very long time, the part of you that's hurt and still resentful, the part of you that feels abandoned to this day. Journal about. What is your relationship right now to these parts? And if you are confused by the part idea, just journal about your relationship to yourself. Do you have a relationship to yourself? What is your quote-unquote relationship to yourself? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is it, you know, etc. And also, what is your relationship to the world, to other people? Just journal about it. How do you see it? How do you view it? Is, is there a disconnect? Or just explore it and and notice more consciously, wow, that's actually how I view things right now. That's how I view the world. That's how I view relationships with other people. Meaning, like, what does that mean? Meaning, well, I noticed that, like, I view my relationship with other people with some mistrust. I don't have full trust in others. Or I view my relationship with the world that the world is an unsafe, violent place. Could be a truth to that, is a truth to that. And what other stories that are at the forefront of your consciousness when you reflect, what is my relationship to myself, to others, and the world? If you're looking to dive deep into your possibility for 2023, if you are looking to remove some of the roadblocks that are coming up for you in your life right now, that you're starting to take notice of, if it's in your purpose, within your career, within your relationships, within your most intimate relationships, or your relationship to your own self, take the time today to reach out to me for your first free 30-minute coaching session, and we can dive in, or at least dip on in, into the possibility of what's next for you, so that you can make 2023 and beyond a space of deeper healing, deeper empowerment, deeper self-discovery, deeper self-awareness. And if you're in relationship, much deeper potential and possibility, connecting, loving, building something strong with your most loved ones. Okay, the next one, which I think is number four, and this could actually go next or it could go before or after some of these other steps, is to read books that ask you to reflect on and ask questions about your relationship to your own self. The different aspects and parts of yourself that ask you to reflect on and think about the relationship to your body, to your heart, whatever that means, to your soul. What does it mean to have a relationship to your soul? It's a sort of a spiritual question. And furthermore, as I already talked about in your journaling exercise, books that are going to invite you to question your relationship to others, question your relationship to the world, and explore and question your relationship to the universe, the cosmos, the divine. Do you have a relationship with, quote unquote, the divine, to, to God, to goddess, to the universe? What is that? Very important in understanding ourselves intimately. We could add to that, of course, our relationship to sex and sensuality. We could add our relationship to money right so there's so many aspects our relationship to nature our relationship as I already said to our physical body but we can go even deeper our relationship to our physical body in terms of how we view our physical body in terms of how we feel empowered or disempowered by our physical body in terms of how we use our physical body in this world how embodied we are or not and i guess this kind of goes right into the next one which is ask yourself on a regular basis how do i know myself emotionally how do i know myself intellectually How do I know myself creatively? How do I, how does that happen? Do I have a relationship to that creativity, to my creative self, to myself physically, as we talked about, sensually, sexually, spiritually? How do I know myself into relationship to those topics? These are all big aspects of being a human being. And when we don't reckon with them, we can't reckon with them in our relationship with other people. If we don't know what spiritual is to us, if we don't know what sexual or sensual is to us, how do we do that in relationship? And furthermore, which of these areas do I not know much about myself in? What is this podcast, Damodar? What is he asking me to step into in exploration? I, I know when I'm reading this, there's a couple that I'm like, wow, I don't, I'm don't, I not in, in relationship with that part of myself right now. I'm not going to tell you which one, but there's a couple there. And to add on to that exploration, you could ask yourself on a regular basis, maybe even daily, when am I in my heart? When am I in my head? And when am I in my embodied experience? Uh, And is there a crossover, right? Am I in a a place where I feel like I'm in my heart and my body uh, or that the body allows me to see my heart more clearly or my mind allows me to see my heart. But as a pivot from talk of the body, the next invitation, whatever number we're on, I've already lost count, is to take the time to be embodied, to move, to dance, to touch yourself, more often and with more exploration and openness. Let some of this movement, dance and self-exploration, self-touch, only be about that, only be about this for the sake of exploration, for the sake of play, not about getting somewhere or getting like fit or even in a sexual sense to getting to orgasm, but just for the sake of it. Let it be an exploration, feel, really feel. And embrace the present moment of what it's like to be in in your embodied self. I just went to an ecstatic dance, which is a sober dance party. And it was in the morning and no speaking. And it was really about just being together in community, but just dancing, just being in our bodies and exploring. And it was one of the most beautiful practices that I uh, have practiced in the past. And I want to continue getting into it right now, my journey. So maybe look up ecstatic dance in your area. Okay. Last couple ones is to bridge this idea of like our embodied or somatic experience to going out into nature by yourself and practice. So this is a relational practice, as well as a self intimacy practice, practice your full presence and full experience of yourself in the natural world. What is it like? And again, instead of like going for a hike to get to the top of a peak, what is it like to emphasize going out in nature just for the experience of being in relationship to the natural world around you, to the plants, to the floor, the fauna, to the animals. Immerse your senses in the moment of nature around you and then check in to your heart, to your head, your mind, to your body, and to your soul, your spirit. When in these moments of immersion in nature, what comes up for you? Are they nourishing? Do they allow you to see a part of yourself, to go back to the parts of ourselves that you couldn't see before? Do they allow you to get out of a part of yourself that you you overly default to and that causes you maybe a little suffering? And how does being in nature – I guess this is a little bridge from self-intimacy towards intimacy with others – give you more uh, resource to be totally present, totally in the experience of relationship to other beings, right? Because when we're in nature, we're in relationship to beings, right? to the trees, to the animals, et cetera. So how does that allow you to be in better relationship to being such as your partner or that boss who drives you up the wall or your family, which can be sticky, or to your best friend? Final invitation to connect more deeply to yourself to find more self intimacy this is a big one this is a big it's been a big one for me and uh it's why i do the work i do really is to hire a coach maybe myself or hire a therapist someone who can give you a container a framework some frameworks tools follow-through accountability the sacred space for you to go deeper into that intimacy and relationship to yourself to build more exploration, to stand for, to say, I'm going to take an hour out of my week or hour out of my month to go even deeper in after all the other explorations I recommended so that I can find even more resource to see the parts of who I am. And this is so important in relationship, right? Because I do both coaching for individuals and it's about self-awareness and self-exploration and about relationship is that if we do that in ourselves... We are able to share that with others and see that in others. If we don't explore the depths of our, of our own inner landscape and all the things I suggested, our intimacy with others will have a glass ceiling because we can't share that with them and we can't see there, we can't hold space for theirs, right? As I said earlier, the micro reflects the macro, what, what is above as below. So remember, you're standing for the sacred space to explore who you are. To find support in that, to find even some challenge in that, supportive challenge to go deeper into that exploration, it will allow you to hold space for others in a much more profound way. And to go back to the, you know, the, the heaviness or seriousness of world events, I think if all of us took the time and were gifted that, I mean, you know, it's it's a privilege, right? It is a privilege for many of us. The privilege uh, if we were given that privilege, if everybody had the space to to hire a coach or a therapist and to, to go deeper into these realms, think about, imagine how we could understand each other better. Imagine how we could build more intimacy, even in difference. Imagine this is what I teach, learning everybody learning some of the skills of conscious relationship and of better communication and navigating conflict. Just imagine that world. So you can take the step now, right? You can take the step now by moving through this list and by maybe reaching out and going a little deeper into the depths of your own journey. All the uh, info, if you'd like to go deeper in a coaching journey and of uh, self-exploration, relational exploration, and empowerment and tools, all the information is in the show notes below. So I would love to connect with you as always, individually or as a couple. Otherwise, please take some time today. Make it a the most serious part of your life amongst all the busyness, to connect more to your own potential and bridge that to your compassionate, loving connection to others, even others who are different than you, holding space for compassion, even in conflict. And with within all that, through all that, as a threshold to connect to some deeper potential in our human experience. Thanks so much for being here. Looking forward to connecting with you. Next time, so much love during this difficult time and so much love all the time. Take care. Peace.